We're rolling. Good afternoon. Counseling Tip Tuesday. Counseling yeah. Tip Tuesday. Counseling Tip Tuesday. Missed you guys last week, but glad to be here right now. You know what? <laughs> Go ahead and log in. Let us know that you're on the video. Say what's up. Don't just view it and don't speak. You know your mama taught you better than that. You don't just pass by nobody and don't speak to them. You do have a lot of people that be viewing, that be seeing us. Yeah. You see us in public and you be like, hey, we watch your Counseling Tips Tuesday all the time. But the, the amount of people that approach us in public is not necessarily lining up with the amount of people that are viewing. Yeah. So uh, we, we're glad that the videos are working. We're glad that people are being blessed by it. Amen. Glory to God. But we most definitely want you guys to... Uh, to uh, share the video, tune in. This is going to be an awesome segment today. An awesome segment. Let me see. Let me. Let me I'm trying to share it now. Give me a second. Log in, share. Say hello. Say hello. There we go. Now I can say. Counseling until Tuesday. Jen and Christmas season me and said my feet weren't touching the ground, so I gotta make sure that my feet stay on the ground today. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Uh, but I mean, your, your, your feet. It's fine. I, I, I like. I like your height. Yeah. I like that. Right. I like that. Your feet don't touch the ground. Yeah. I like that. I like fun that. Size. Yeah, fun size. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Dumb. Um, let's see, uh, counseling tip Tuesday. Uh, today we're gonna deal with an awesome subject. We're gonna fill that in in just a second, and this subject um, is actually uh, don't let your mouth get in the way of a good marriage. I'm putting that in there right now. Don't let your mouth get in the way of a good marriage. Don't let your mouth. All right, my, my computer is acting up. All right, get in the way. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Of a good marriage. All right, now, this subject is mm, somewhat challenging. It Somewhat is. challenging. It is. I mean, it's going to hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's going to hit home for a lot of people. I'm going to click right there. See if we can do this. There we go. All right. Glory to God. Lewis, what's up? Amen. Amen. Shirley Weber. Amen. Hey, it is good to see you. This is Counselor Tip Tuesday. Uh, everybody that's tuning in, um, we have a subject today. Let me try to stop this. Do we have a subject today? that is dealing with um, um, don't let your mouth get in the way of your marriage. So we're going to give everybody an opportunity to come on into the room so that we can share a little bit about this subject. Um, it's a very important subject. We run across a lot of um, roadblocks that are in the way of restoration of a healthy relationship. Yes. And um, a lot of times we we kind of give tips and principles mm -hmm. that cater to the restoration of the relationship because we are therapists with our own practice mm -hmm. um, and being licensed professional Christian therapists, mm -hmm. um, our goal is to restore those relationships yes. as much as possible. But uh, sometimes you got people that come in, they want a better relationship, they want things to get better, they mm -hmm. want to get back on track, but... They have roadblocks that are within themselves that they want to overcome. And this subject about your mouth yes. is actually one of the biggest roadblocks that we've seen yes. uh, on um, dealing with clients. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. You know, and then we don't realize that it's the little things, a simple rephrasing of a thing could change the whole atmosphere of the conversation. So we want to, those are the type of tips that we want to give you. You know, most of the time you had a broad tips and you really know what to do and what not to do. But it's the making the right choice in the, in the moment, in the heat of the moment is making that right choice and saying, yes, I could approach this and say this. And start a fight or continue to fight or encourage the fight or ignite the fight. Or I can say it in a different way and disarm my spouse when I come to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a very good point about disarming your spouse. Listen to what the scriptures say. I guess we'll go ahead and get started. You already know what to do. We do this every Tuesday. Share the video. Like the uh, video if you're getting something out of it. And let us know you are here. Just say something to us. Say hi. Bless you guys. This is a good. We love for interaction, comments, and things of that nature. So make sure you like, comment, and share. Like, comment, and share. All right. Now, Counseling Tip Tuesday. Um, today, we're dealing with um, don't let your mouth get in the way of a good marriage. Yes. We're going to start off with this subject about a good marriage and defining what a good marriage is. Because sometimes... Uh, we celebrate the tenure of a marriage, mm -hmm. uh, the length of that marriage. Yes. We hear somebody say they've been married for 30 years and we automatically start clapping. We're excited about that. And we should be yes. because it shows perseverance. It shows endurance. You do not be married for 20 plus years, 30 years, 15 years, five years. You don't be married any length of time without some type of endurance or perseverance you got to push through, and that's a good thing. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily equate to a good marriage, though. Wow, you're right, you're right. You know, we have a running joke. We heard T.D. Jake say, you know, it's a blessing just to wake up in the morning and say, take a deep breath and say, whew, I did not put the pillow over his head or her head last night. Yeah, alive. yeah, yeah. T.D. Jake said that's that. That's an accomplishment. That's an accomplishment. So, you know, though, there are those hard times in marriage. And then... Uh, so many people have a warped view of what marriage really is. And um, that's, you know, that's one of the things we talk about in, in our sessions, of the true purpose of marriage. When we ask couples a lot of times, what's the purpose of marriage? Also, that he can make me happy for the rest of my life or because I love him. And all those things are good, but that's not the true purpose of marriage. So the true purpose of marriage, when two, two people get together and their purpose aligns, and then your, your marriage glorifies God. Then that's the true purpose of marriage. And, and that's what we would call a good marriage. A when good your marriage. marriage is glorifying God. Now, to glorify God, we have to exemplify the character of God in that marriage for him to get the glory. And the majority of the time, there's back and forth that goes on. Like, mm -hmm. we have back and forth. Well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. That person isn't doing this. Well, they don't do this. If you wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't have done that. But today, we don't want to give you a tip on how to necessarily try to fix your spouse. Right. We're going to give you a personal tip that you can begin to apply even if your spouse doesn't even try this tip. Yes. You could work this tip even if. So I know that we have it entitled, Don't Let Your Mouth Get In The Way Of Your Marriage, but we're going to subtitle this, Using Words Of Wisdom In Your Marriage. Wow. Now that's important. You To use wisdom in your marriage is important. Yes. That's important. You cannot, you cannot afford... To get married, be married, and leave wisdom out of your marriage. Yes. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do you that. can't do that. You gotta bring the wisdom in the marriage. Yes, yes. Um, because you know, wisdom sounds like this. Um, one, uh, two people can't argue if one person is not arguing. A person can't argue with themselves. That's what wisdom sounds like. You know, wisdom sounds like a soft answer turns away wrath. 
That's what wisdom sounds like. Yeah. I mean, let some stuff, I'm going to let that ride. Yes. I'm going to let that go by. Mm -hmm. I mean, because we apply this wisdom at work. <laughs> if we're at work and somebody do something, we I'm talking about we may have to go into the break room, call our friends, text, or even post it and say, these people are getting on my nerves. But we don't tell them you're getting on my nerves. We don't tell that supervisor that. We yeah. use wisdom with that because we don't want to lose the job. And we're focused on that paycheck. We're focused on that. I need the income to come in to be able to take care of my responsibilities. That's right. And the reward of, we're looking at the reward of keeping my mouth closed. That's right. That's right. So when the reward becomes, I need to glorify God or I need to exemplify the character of God or the DNA within me, then we're going we're gonna to hold our tongue on some things. But when that begins to be the end goal, we're going to operate differently. We talked about uh, Diesel Driving Academy um, um, earlier mm -hmm. where um, I worked as an admissions representative some years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was working at this uh, place and I was telling you about an individual that worked with me that was fired from the job. Mm -hmm. And that person was completely surprised that they were fired. Really? I wasn't surprised. <laughs> but that person was surprised. Really? He came to work and he was just like, he couldn't believe that they fired him. But he would always show up to work late. He would always leave early. And he would not do his job. He would not fulfill his responsibilities on the job. So it was a lack of wisdom that he was operating in. And he was surprised. Well, this same lack of wisdom applied in a relationship will give you the same results. Yeah. You're not there for the relationship. You're not investing in it. You're not intentionally doing things. And yet you expect this relationship to thrive. But it's not going to thrive. You're going to have to bring your wisdom in the relationship. Yeah. It's, not, it's not wise to... To, to, to just be loose with your behavior. So this is more of a self-control subject. Yeah. Because I can't control your mouth. Wow, that's right. Let me say that again. I know, if anybody know about a mouth that can kind of just want to say whatever it wants to say, I know about it because I'm, I'm married to that mouth. So, uh, so and I got that kind of mouth. So, All right. I mean, just, we, we just can, can kind of verbally go at each or what we did in the past. That's not something that we practiced in our marriage now. No. But we would verbally go at each other mm -hmm. with those words. And that was just a challenging time to really get together and jail together and begin to practice the right principles mm -hmm. in the relationship. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you want to make sure that you're responsible for your mouth. Mm -hmm. Because I can't control your mouth, but I can control mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Listen, um, the, the Bible says, the Lord says that he will avenge us. We don't have to avenge ourselves. So, so we don't have to ravage one another with our tongues. Churches split, families divide, marriages shatter, and love dies. All crushed by the onslaught of words that are thrown out in a frustration or a hurt moment. Wow. We, we, we used to talk about this. We had a, a little saying that we said, we just blow the bridge up. That is not wisdom. That's Don't wisdom. use your words to blow the bridge up. Don't become offended with your spouse because of something they did. And you find fault in them. And you say, okay, I'm going to, you want to start? You, you want to do it right here? We're going to do it right here. And you say, well, I'm going to take it to a whole nother level. That's not operating in wisdom. Not at all. And that's not bringing God glory. That's bringing Satan glory because he loves confusion. He's the author of confusion. So whereas he might have started off using your spouse to offend you, when you come back and you say, I'm going to take it to another level, then he's sitting back with his popcorn. He's like, yeah. This is the show. This, this is, is the show. This is what he wanted. Because that, that's the attitude that um, I have to get my leg back. I should never 
feel like I have to defend myself and get my lick back from my spouse. Yeah. If I feel like that, I have to check feelings in me. I have to check uh, distortion, distorted mm -hmm. truths, uh, realities, distorted realities yeah. that the enemy has made me to think that my, my spouse is against me. Mm -hmm. So we want to read a scripture to you in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, mm -hmm. verse 12. We're talking about using words of wisdom in your marriage. Listen to what the word says. It says this, the words of a wise man's mouth are gracious. The word, that word gracious doesn't just mean grace field. Uh, well, it means grace field, but it doesn't just mean to extend grace. It also means bountiful, abundance of life. When I take my tongue and I use wisdom with that in my marriage, then my marriage gets filled and it blossoms with beautiful, a beautiful garden of life mm -hmm. in my marriage. When I do that, the words of a wise man mouth are gracious, but listen to this part. But the lips of a fool will swallow him, swallow up himself. Wow. So listen, listen to what this thing is saying. It is saying that what I call a bad marriage might, might just be the results of a bad mouth. That's good. I think I'm going to tweet that later. <laughs> what I call a bad marriage is, may just be the results of a bad mouth. That if I can begin to put a muzzle over my mouth and begin to use my words with wisdom, mm -hmm. then I will find that an atmosphere of grace will be developed and that, um, that I'm not swallowed up. The scripture said that the mouth of a fool swallows up himself. In other words, I can't blame nobody else for the way things are going. Yeah, yeah. Another scripture is coming to mind that a, um, a man will eat the fruit of his lips. Yes, yes, yes. So whatever you're pouring out, whatever, you know what? And you know what? You could be telling the truth. You you may you may have factual, accurate. accurate information about this person. They were so wrong. But when you go spewing or when you, when you flip it and you try to avenge yourself, then you've turned the tables on yourself because why? Your motives are impure. Your motives are for you're right. When you say I want, I'm going to expose That's you. That's good. I'm going to expose you. I got to expose. I got to tell somebody. Look at this. You wrong. I got to show you wrong. That that the motives become impure. Yeah, and that 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 is basically the launching pad for your words, whether they were grace filled or not. Mm -hmm. Your motives behind it. Yes. So we're going to go into this part right there again. I'm going to read that Ecclesiastes ten and twelve. The words of a wise man mouth are gracious. But the lips of, of a fool will swallow up himself. Mm -hmm. So we want to talk about how the wise, how wisdom use their words, how wisdom understand the value of their words. Our marriage began to take a turn for a greater level of intimacy, a greater level of trust, a greater level of respect when our words begin to turn. Yeah. That's what happened. And, and that happened in any house. When your words begin to turn towards your spouse and not about your spouse, then it begins to get better. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. The wise understand their words. Let's talk about that. This is what the wise understand about their words. The wise understand that their words shape the view of their spouse. Wow. My words shape the view of my spouse. Now, my words don't shape my spouse. Yeah. It just shape how I see my spouse. Right. Talk about that a little bit, Doc. Now, y'all know I'm not good with jokes or like stories like this, but I'm going to try to give it to you. So, there was this rich prince that he lived on this island. And the custom of the island was that um, the the richest man goes and gets the the, the king's daughter or the, the most proper woman. Of, <coughs> the woman that's the most 
highest esteem in uh-huh. the land. Okay, so there was this this prince, and he was he had all the money, and everybody assumed that he was going to go and get this this certain girl because she was the most esteemed girl. Well, there was another girl who was modest and she wasn't all flashy, but she was quiet and reserved. And he said, I want her. So everybody around was like, why would you, why would you pick her? She's not as attractive and she's not as um, proper or put together and, you know, these type of things. He said, that's who I want. So he married her. And instead of giving her, her father 10 cows for this girl, he gave his father 20 cows. 20 cows. 20 cows for her. Double. So uh, they were married for a while, and the men of the city came by his house um, for dinner, and out comes his wife. And she is beautiful. They're like, who is that? Well, it's the same girl that you guys said, and it's what he said, it's the same girl that you guys looked over her. You treated her. didn't think her, she was worth 10 cows. You didn't cows. think she was worth 10 cows. I treated her like a 20 cow wife. And I have a 20 cow wife. His That's good. Did that. His actions. I treated that. her like a 20 cow wife? Yes. And I got a 20 cow wife. It doesn't matter if your husband acting like a, a half of a cow husband. Treat him like a 20 cow husband and see what you get. Because it shaped the view of your spouse. It, it shapes the view. You begin to see your spouse in a different light. Your words train your mind how to see your spouse. Okay. We'll say it like that. Yeah. There was a time that uh, you and I, uh, we, we, were, we, we were newly married, freshly married. We were together and we would have difficulties with things. And I would have this wrong verbiage about you. And that verbiage would be, man, this girl here is crazy. Only because you challenged me in areas that I hadn't been challenged in before. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, man, this girl here is crazy. I would just say that so much that I, I would say that to you, you're just being crazy right now. And I would say that to myself. Mm-hmm. Now, when you would have legitimate claims about something, when you would literally have legitimate claims to bring to me about something, about something that could be better, I automatically begin to see you that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I caught that, that hold, hold up, your words are training the way you are seeing your wife. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get rid of that verbiage. Right. You're going to have to get rid of that. You can't, you can't just write her off as being crazy or being... Because uh, if I just... Keep saying all you do is complain. Mm-hmm. And it's not all you do. If I say all you do is complain, then every time you come up, you can give a compliment. I'm going to see it as a complaint. That's right. I'm going to see it as a complaint. So your words shape the view of your spouse. Not only do it shape the view of your spouse to you, mm-hmm. but your words, how you treat your spouse and how you talk to your spouse and what you say about your spouse train everybody around you on how to see your spouse. That's right. If you talk down about your spouse all the time, then everybody around you now has a view of how they should see your spouse. And you know what that is? That's a lack of honor. That's a lack of honor. That's a lack of honor. Who am I going to honor, you know, besides God, other than this man, more than this man? This is the person that I owe honor to. And that brings me back to the story of um, Saul and David, when Saul was trying to kill David. David maintained his honor for Saul. He, He never wanted... Saw to feel like he didn't honor him or he didn't respect him, even when he had the chance to kill him and he didn't do it. On watch this. And and Saul did nothing to deserve the honor. Nothing. Saul's behavior wasn't good enough to get the honor that David was doing. But watch this, David understood that God placed Saul in his life as the as an authority figure because of what God did. See, Saul didn't have to earn the honor. No. He was 
positioned by God and David understood position and authority and honor and he and he he reflected that. And that, that's what and that's what honor is based on. I want to help you out with this. Ladies, just listen to me clearly. Men, listen to me clearly. Your spouse may not be doing something at the moment where you think I should honor them. You have done nothing for me to honor you. But honor is never based on your doing or your behavior. Yes. It is always based on position. And if you have crowned him as your husband, yeah. as the head of your house, Come on. I don't care if he's not living a way that he should, he's not acting the way he should. If you would just begin to work that principle of honor, yeah. if you would just begin to honor him, I don't care if she's not doing what she should, if you would just honor her and go overboard. David, Saul was trying to kill David. Yeah. And all David continued to do was honor him, honor him. Honor him. And I'm telling you, that works. So your words, the wise understand some things about their words. They understand that their words shape the view of their spouse. Yes. So I now retrain, I, I challenge you to retrain yourself on how you speak about your spouse. Not just speak to your spouse. Yes. Because it's not just me talking to you. No. It is also when I'm away from you. Yes. It's what I'm saying to other people. Yes. It is also when I'm away from you and I'm by myself, what I'm saying out of my mouth yes. or in my head about yes. you. Yes. I have to use my words to shape the view of my spouse. I have to. The second thing the wise understand. The wise understand that their words are instruments of restoration. Wow. Instruments of restoration. Mm -hmm. In other words, you understand that I have to use my words when things are not on track, when things are not the way they, they should be. Mm -hmm. I have to use my words to restore. Yes. Restore the honor, to restore the intimacy, to restore the life. I don't use my words to put you down. I don't use my words to rehearse what you did. Right. I don't use my words to bring it back up again. Mm -hmm. I don't use my words to talk about where I could have been in life and who else I could have been with. Right. I don't right. use my words with any of those things. I use my words to restore the life in my marriage. That's right. That's right. And that goes back to in that in that heated moment, making that decision, making that decision to, to rebuild or to fortify the marriage or to take a breakdown and weaken it. What are you going to do in that moment? What are you going to do in that moment with your words? What are you doing with your words? You know, we uh, we were in, um, where did we go on the last marriage with you? Tyler, Texas. Tyler, Texas. We were in Tyler, Texas, and Mark Gundor. Mm -hmm. Mark, if you ever see this video, I want to say that you blessed us with the revelation and the information that you gave us. Thank you so much. Um, but he, um, he was teaching that night, um, and he said something very important. He And I want to share this with you. He says this. That we have bought into the lie that we should share and be honest with how we feel. Mm -hmm. And that's not true in marriage. Yes. That's not true. Yes. I want to let you know that's not true. That is nowhere near true. <laughs> you should be honest with how you feel. No, you should not. You do not, you do not put you a voice to everything. You do not put a voice to how you feel all the time. You don't do it. I mean, because your feelings, your feelings are the most deceptive things about you. Wow. Your feelings, your feelings lie. Yeah. Cause you can feel one way right now and five minutes from now, you're like, oh, I don't feel that way anymore. How many people are in a relationship that they go talk to other people about it and then they change the way they feel about the person that they are in a relationship with and now the other people still, still feel that bad. way. Yeah. The sister still don't like the brother-in-law. Yeah. The mother still don't like the son-in-law because you ran off putting a voice to how you feel. Yeah. And you can't do that. You can't do that. There are some times 
that I get on my wife's nerves. No, they're not telling. Oh, I just I just know it's a setup because you want to say she get on my nerves. No, you you, you do, but that's what I was about to say. Yeah. But I wasn't about to say that. But I mean, there are times that I get on your nerves, and there are times that thoughts may come to your mind, feelings may be there, and you just can't go with how you feel. Yeah. You just cannot always put a voice with how you feel. No, you, you that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Get rid of that. I feel like leaving. You don't need to put a voice to that. Yeah. You feel like leaving. Okay. Then bring your feelings out of subjection and tell your feelings that I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to honor God with my words. Because when I'm honoring my spouse with my words, I'm really honoring God That's right. with my words. That's right. That's right. Because like we just said before, God positioned that person in your life. And, and if you go and talk about the, the person in that position and you actually, you're talking about God's choice to put them there. And restoration words look like this. It looks like this. I apologize for how I made you feel. Those are words of restoration. Yeah. Restoration words of, listen, I don't want us to continue to go like this. Yes. Yes. This restoration words of, sometimes restoration words look like this. Not saying nothing at all. Just a touch. Just a touch. Just. Yeah. That's restoring gestures. Yes. Yes. You were about to say something. Um, I, I was just going to say just a touch or a look just to let that person know that, hey, I'm still here. I'm with you. Where is us? Me and you against the world. And sometimes restoration words look like this. It looked like an apology. It looked like an act to restore it, even though you weren't the one that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I know we like to think, well, I don't have to be the one to go and apologize or make up if I wasn't the one that was wrong. Mm -hmm. That's pride. Pride is an enemy to your marriage. That's pride. Think about it. Look what Jesus did. Look what God did. We were the one that were wrong when we messed up. Mm -hmm. God initiated the act to restore things by sending Jesus. And the minute that we look at our spouse and say, the minute I look at you and say, yo, you was wrong. You know what I did? I've esteemed myself. I don't have the right to do that. I don't have the right to look from a judgment standpoint as if I'm higher up than you. So I understand that. I understand that my words um, are, are instruments of restoration. My words. Now, the enemy want to take my words and use it to blow the bridge up and destroy things. But but God wants to use my mouth in my house to restore things in my house. And once you start restoring the unity in your house, you're going to find your finances get better. That's good. Glory. You're going to find that uh, the, the joy gets better. Yes. You're going to find there's peace in your house. You're going to find that you sleep better at night. Listen. You're going to find the intimacy and even the sex get better. Everything gets better when the unity is restored. And you have to use your words to do that. Yes. You have to, so you can't put a voice to how you feel all the time. And there's no price tag for peace. Like peace is, oh. You can't, you can't pay for it. You can't save enough money for it. No. Peace is better than money. <laughs> so let's go into the third thing. The wise understand that their words are seeds to be planted. That's what we're talking about the mouth of a wise now, because we know that the fool is swallowed up by what he said. Mm -hmm. But the mouth of a mouth of a wise, I mean, actually, uh, is gracious. It creates a harvest, in other words. Mm -hmm. So the wise understand that what I say shape how I see you, shape my view of my spouse. Mm -hmm. The wise understand that my words are instruments of restoration. If this thing is gonna get better, it's gonna have to come through my mouth. Right, right, right. Come on, say that with me. If this thing is going to get better, it is going to have to come through my mouth. Wow. Yes. It's going to have to come through my mouth. You can go pray to God all you want. 
But if you don't pray to God and begin to work the principle, yeah. then your prayers won't override broken principles. Yes. You can't break principles and break promises. Because remember, prayer is a two-way street. When you when you voice when you voice whatever you're voicing to God, then He's going to give you a response, and then it's up to you to be obedient at that point to that response. Yes. And then when I, what I mean by your words, the wise understand. We understand that our words are seeds to be planted. In other words. I cannot afford to let my mouth be loose in my house because I am definitely going to get a harvest from whatever seeds I plant. Mm -hmm. yes. Quickest way to not get some sleep at night, <laughs> to be frustrated, to be uh, dis not discouraged, but uh, uh, disappointed and aggravated is to let my mouth be loose force you because then I'm going to get a harvest of conflict mm -hmm. and then I'm going to act like where did it come from why is this going on no you planted seeds yes. and this is your harvest yes. and the wise understand that my words ought to be are seeds to be planted that whatever comes out of my mouth I'm going to get a harvest from that that's right. So when we become offended, when we become angry and bitter, and we start spewing out bitterness, then we can't be surprised when we get the bitterness back. We can't. We can't be surprised when we're walking in unforgiveness and now um, the stress and the anxiety has increased in our life and we're noticing that I'm having a bad day and things not going right. Well, it's because that's what we sow. And exactly. Uh, one of the things that, that I want to bring out about that, the seeds that are be planted or to be planted is there's something I got from Apostle uh, Tony Jones, dear friend of mine, dear friend of mine. Um, Apostle, thank you for this. But we were talking and he said that he put uh, uh, notes in his phone that pop up on his calendar. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I just throughout the year, I have on certain days, I have reminders that pop up in my phone. Mm -hmm. And these reminders will say something like, buy something nice for your, for your wife. Oh, that's yeah, that's who I got it from. It would just say, buy something nice from your, for your wife. And then a reminder may pop up on another day to say, say something nice. Say something nice to your uh, wife. Thank you, Apostle. I look for those pop-ups now. Now, so when those <laughs> pop-ups pop up on my phone, it's like, okay, I need to buy her something. Whether it's small, large, or the pop-up may say, uh, do something nice to your wife. Mm -hmm. like a gesture or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just a reminder because sometimes you can get so caught up in the day that you're not realizing that I hadn't said anything to you to right. compliment or anything like that. But when it pop up on my phone, the alert pop up on my phone, it says, say something nice to your spouse. Now, I've done this so much mm -hmm. that we'd be riding and I turn to her and I say, you know what? I really love your skin complexion. I mean, I look at you. I love you. And she'll just look at me and she say, your phone just told you to say that, huh? Just told you to say something nice, didn't I it? I still be blushing, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's it's not <laughs> like you're thinking that. I got to. No, it, I don't want it to be planned. It has to be spontaneous. Just do it. Bro, listen to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, listen to me. You need all the help you can get. Right. You need all the help you can get. Put those reminders in your phone and let your words become seeds. Let them become seeds. To get a harvest. And ladies, the same thing for us. You know, when we when we get this type of uh, suggestions or from people, and we're like, I don't know if I should do that. But it won't take a second for us to go to our husbands and be like, oh, I just find it funny how this and this and this. But that's not the right approach. We're giving you tools. We're giving you examples for to you to you for you to use when you're approaching your husband. Um, depend on 
Tony, you've been trying what you've been trying. You've been doing it the way you've been doing it. And it hasn't been working. Do something different. Do something different. This is what the why we want you to be wise in your marriage. Just be wise. This is building your house on a solid foundation yes. when you're wise. The wise man builds upon the rock. And when the, the storms come, mm -hmm. the house stands. Yeah. Be wise. Here's the fourth thing, the last thing. This is what the wise understand about their words. The wise understand that their words control the atmosphere in the marriage. Your words control the atmosphere in the marriage. Wow. Your words control the atmosphere in the marriage. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I think that that is noteworthy. That, that is something to stand out right there. We just talked about peace. And there's nothing better than walking into an atmosphere of love, walking into an atmosphere of grace. We we have a thing. We This house has to be filled with grace. This has to be a grace-filled home. We, we make mistakes. And we don't nail each other to the cross for making a mistake. We let each other know it's okay to make a mistake. We let our kids know it's okay to make a mistake. Um, even though they have this perfection thing about them. That's a whole other counseling tip Tuesday. But yeah, so this is a grace-filled home. And if you want honesty, if you want your spouse to be comfortable around you and with you, then that's what you need. They need a grace-filled atmosphere. How do you build that grace-filled atmosphere? With your words. You build it with your words. Uh, grace to control the atmosphere. You ever walked into somebody's house and you just knew it was tense? It felt like a war zone? Mm -hmm. I mean, the, it, the, the atmosphere just felt like it's been a lot of fighting going on in here. Yeah. That's the atmosphere right there. We don't think our words have the ability to feel the atmosphere. God, the scripture says this about God. In the beginning was the word mm -hmm. and the word was with God and the word was God. So God is a word being. Mm -hmm. Then the Bible says in the book of James that we are begotten by the word of truth. Mm -hmm. That makes us a word product. Yes. Then it says that God spoke and the world was shaped or, or framed mm -hmm. by his words. Mm -hmm. That makes this a word world. Then it says that God upholds the world by the word of his power. That means that everything is sustained by his word. Mm -hmm. He's a word God. Mm -hmm. I'm a word product. Mm -hmm. This is a word word world mm -hmm. and it's held together by words. Mm -hmm. Then that should let me know that my words got to be important because I have to control the atmosphere with oh, my words. Cool. I have to control a grace-filled atmosphere. And this is what a grace-filled atmosphere sounds like. Uh, we literally say this to one another. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that um, you said to me was uh, something happened. We had a discussion about it. And um, our discussions are so good. I, I love the way we practice these principles that they are actually discussions. Right. They're good. And uh, we had a discussion about it and you said, um, I, how did you say it? I'm not going to hold this against you. How did you say that? Um, I think that's what I said. I said, I want you to know that I'm not going to hold this against you. That's a grace-filled atmosphere. And then when the opportunity came, there was something that happened, I returned the favor by saying, you know what, I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm not going to hold this against you. We literally said that yes. in the midst of talking about what's going on. I want the other person to know that I'm disappointed by what happened mm -hmm. so that we can make these adjustments going forward. Right. But I don't want you to walk around in condemnation, not in our house. And watch what else happens. When I said that out loud, my thoughts hurt it. The atmosphere hurt it. So I said it to him, but I also said it for myself as well. I will not hold on to this. 
I will not walk around with this on my shoulder. And the next time something comes up that I don't like, I'm not going to bring it up again. Everything had to come into alignment with those words when I spoke them out of my mouth. Yep. Yeah, it's important that you do that because if you don't get a chance to do that, you're going to miss out on everything that God wants to do in your house because of your mouth. That's right. So I pray that this has been a blessing, y'all. I mean, this has been good to us. Amen. Uh, I pray, got some people on here too. I pray that this was a blessing. I, I want to I close out with this simple point right here that you have to use wisdom in your house. Yes. The wise understand four important things about their words. They understand that their words shape the view of their spouse. They understand that their words are instruments of restoration. They understand that their seeds, their words are seeds to be planted. They will get a harvest from what they say. And they understand that they control the atmosphere in the marriage. You have the ability to escalate a situation or de-escalate a situation. With your words. Mm. With your words. So again, Ecclesiastes 10 and 12 said, The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow him up. The lips of a fool will swallow him up. Don't be swallowed up in your marriage. Don't do it. Your best days are before you. If you'll work these principles, they will work for you. This is one of these points where you don't have to have your spouse to participate in this. Yes. In other words, they don't have to necessarily say all the right stuff for you to say the right stuff. That's right. Start the cycle. That's Change right. the atmosphere. Uh -huh. Shift the momentum. All of that is good Amen. to me. Amen. We do have a lot of people that are on here today. Yes, Amen. Glory to God. We thank you all for tuning in. Now, y'all make sure y'all share the video. Let's help as many marriages as possible. Yes. Let's shout out some people real quick. Yeah, we're going to shout you out. If we miss you, don't, don't charge us to our heart. We, 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 we got Android and iPhone, uh, Android and Apple products. So we're kind of like not on the same page in yes. that aspect. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in anyway. Well, I have Shirley Weber. Shirley Weber. Amen. We want to tell you that you are a blessing. Yes. You and your husband, Larkin, are a blessing. I am training myself to say Larkin and not Doc anymore <laughs> because he's more, Doc is more of the, the, uh, the, the artist, the rapper, the musician, the producer. Uh -huh. Doc is more of that. But Larkin is the entrepreneur. So Doc is in Larkin. Yeah. Although Larkin was in Doc, but Doc is in the Larkin. And I, I, I want to address him as that. So Shirley, I want to thank God for you and Larkin. Amen. You you both are a blessing. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. We got Lewis Nelson. Amen. Lewis says some stuff on here. Lewis, we're going to shout out some of the stuff you said when we get down to it. But we bless you, Deke. We thank God for you. You and your wife are a blessing. We release grace over your house and yes. your business and your family. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. We have T. Fay LaFay Lawson says, good afternoon, niece and nephew. Love y'all. We love you and Uncle Keith, too. Ah, T. Fay, I'm looking <laughs> for T. Fay, thank you so much. T. Fay, we need some food. Yeah. Need some food, T. Fay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We're going to come over there and see y'all. Amen. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. We also have uh, Shemaine Terry Dominique. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You are a blessing, and we thank God for you and your whole family. Yes. Bless you. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. Yolanda Lynch. Thank you for tuning in, Yolanda Lynch. Amen. First lady, thank you. Amen. We have Dr. Travis Banks. Thank you so much for tuning in, brother. Amen. Glory to God. We love you. Bless you. Amen. Amen. We have Kamisha Hall Thompson. Hey, Kamisha. She said, that's good. Thank you for tuning in today, Kamisha. Amen. Bless you. Amen. We got my cousin, Lakeisha Briggs. Amen. Hey, Lakeisha. 
Hey, Keisha, we love you. Amen. Glory to God. Bless you. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. We have your turn. Priscilla Brown says, wow, love the subject. Awesome topic. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that it bless your marriage and your relationships around you as well. We, we bless you. Amen. We also have Dr. Kiwan Bates. Amen. Pastor Kiwan Bates. And we thank you so much. He said, hey, my favorite people. Hello, Pastor. We love you. Amen. Glory to God. And we're happy to be a part of um. Of uh, 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 HBI Vidalia, that yes. area where you passed it. We thank God for you. Amen. Amen. We have Dr. Stonewall Hunter Jr. Thank you for tuning in, Dr. Hunter. Amen. That's a blessing. Amen. Glory to God. You don't really know how tall he is till you get on the basketball court with him. <laughs> Amen. That brother got some hype to yeah. him. Amen. Yeah. We got my brother Josh Dickerson. Amen. Josh. Josh. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, Josh. We love you, brother. Amen. Miranda Green. Thank you for tuning in, Miranda Green. Miranda Green. Amen. We got Keith Ellis. Thank you for tuning in, brother. We love you and we bless you. Amen. Rico Tyler. Thank you for watching, Rico. And tell my friend Amanda I said hello. Ah, he's doing shift work. He's <laughs> watching the video for her. Yeah. And so she could be on today. Again. Amen. Nakisha Prevost. Amen. Hey, I knew she was going to go out and look at her. She always excited about you, Keisha. Amen. Thank you so much. We love you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We got Sister Beverly Landry Fleming on today. Hey, Sister Bev. Amen. Sister Bev was on? Yeah. Amen. That's my sister there. Amen. We uh, You said Dr. Priscilla Brown, didn't you? Uh-huh. Amen. We got Miranda Coleman tuning in today. Thank you so much, for Miranda, for tuning in. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We got Shanika Stewart is watching. Hey, Shanika. Like, thank you for tuning in. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Lewis Nelson said, now that's a smartphone. <laughs> LOL. When the phone tells you to say something nice to yourself, yeah. that's a smartphone. Glory to God. God Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, T. Faye said, yes, Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. We got Tan King is watching. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, Tan. You ought to come back to church. We miss you. I ain't saying you don't go to church nowhere, but we miss you at Heaven and Hope. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We love you. We hope that it blessed you. Amen. Amen. That's all I have. Oh, we got Shanika Stewart. We call her Shanika Stewart? Yeah. Okay, she says hello, and she says, I'm late. Sorry. Blessings to you, Team Young. Blessings to you. Amen. Glory to God. Now, everybody that listen, do us a favor. Share this video. Share this video video. Share it so that we can get this message out. We're not looking for so many views, but we are looking to help so many people. Amen. So make sure you share this video. Looks like we got Jacqueline Johnson that just tuned in and we want to say thank you for tuning in, Jacqueline Johnson. I mean, go back and watch the video. It's it's powerful, it's power-packed, and we hope that uh, it influences your marriage as well. You can have a good marriage. Just don't let your mouth get in the way of it. Don't let your mouth get in the way of a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got some good news we want to announce. What, we yeah. got our next Culture Shift Conference. Ah, oh, yeah. If you missed the first one, don't worry. We got a second <laughs> one. The second one. How you did your hand? Don't, don't worry. worry. Uh, we got a second one. The second one we have is in Plaquemine. 
Louisiana. Amen. Glad Glory to, to God. Louisiana. And it's going to be over there. We're going to be over there with Pastor Andrew and First Lady Felice Allen. Yeah. And we're going to host it there the first week in July. July. The first weekend in July. That Friday and that Saturday. We're going to have evening sessions that Friday. And we're going to put out, we're going to put out uh, notices, flies, videos, yes. everything. This is going to be awesome. So we're going to be in Plaquemine. That goes for that goes for Port Allen, Baton Rouge, Port Allen, Brule, Addis, uh, Donisonville, White Castle, Bayou Gula, all of oh, that. Y'all got to be here for that. This is going to be a culture shift you do not want to miss. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. So we're excited about We're excited about We're going to pray right quick for the, the people that uh, that this subject applied to. Yes. That, um, did I pray last time? I don't think so. All right. Oh. Okay. I, I might have prayed last time, but I'll pray again. We are going to pray specifically for the individuals that need to practice wisdom in their homes by by using their mouth to build their house. And this is what I want you to do first. I want you to repent. If this applies to you and you realize that my words have not been the best and that I my words have been um, attached to my spouse's behavior. And I have not honored them truly with my words like I should. I, you may not have said anything directly to them. You just might have said some stuff about them in your own private time or with somebody else. And if that's the case, I want you to repeat after me because we have to cancel those words. We have to cancel those idle words. So just repent and repeat after me. Just repeat after me. Father, Father I now repent of every idle word that I have spoken. That is working, that is working against, against the, harmony the harmony in my home. In my home. Now, Lord God, now, Lord God, I make a decision, make a decision to, use my words to use my words to build, to build my, house, my house, to love, to love my, spouse, my spouse, to restore, to restore the, harmony the harmony in my home. In, my home. in Jesus' in name. Jesus now, Father, we pray for every other person that is listening. Now that they've repented and their hearts are pure and soft and shapeable, we pray, Lord God, that you will awaken within them a desire, Lord God, to use their words, Lord God, to better their house. For everyone, Lord God, that is having a pleasant time in their homes, a peaceful, uh, prosperous time in their homes, a successful marriage, I pray that their words take their marriage to the next level. That you, Lord God, will cause them to walk with wisdom, that all that are listening will make a decision to become the wise yes, and not the fool. For you said that the words of the wise are gracious, yes, but you said that the words of a fool will swallow them up. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, Amen. Amen. Glory I pray that this bless you. Again, we'll be here next Tuesday. Counseling Tip Tuesday. Tuesday. We got to come up with a Counseling Tip Tuesday, then. A Counseling Tip Tuesday. What it is? What you doing? <laughs> all right. Bless y'all. God bless you. God Amen. Bless you.